A for podcasting. Yay, indeed. Episode six. Yay. Woohoo. So how was Father's Day? Father's Day. <clears throat> it was amazing. Um, so, yeah, Father's Day is the new movie from Troma. Uh, they just financed it and released it. Uh, it was actually directed by a Canadian super team called Astron 6. Um, and, like, I knew that I was going to love it from the second it came on because it started up with, like, a little splash screen, like, from one of those USA Up All Nights, where it's like, you know, next on Astron 6, Father's Day, followed up by, uh, some ridiculous Star Wars parody at 9, and, you know, kind of did, like, one of those, and then it went into the starting stuff. Um, and so that was really fun. It's kind of like, the movie itself is ridiculous in premise. It resolves, revolves around Chris Fuckman, who is the, <laughs> who is the, uh, the, uh, Father's Day killer. He kills and rapes fathers, um, or rapes and kills fathers, I guess, in that, that order. Yeah, hopefully that order. Um, <laughs> Better than the other order. I don't think either others either order is really preferable, but um. I guess it depends on whose perspective you're looking at. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather be killed before I was raped. Yes. Yes. But you know, it might see it might make the raping killer feel a little bit less weird if he raped you before he killed you. Yeah, well, he's should feel weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that his point of view is one we should really, <laughs> you know, agree with, but... For the police officers working on the case, <laughs> um, the, the killing before the rape is a lot more weird than the rape before the killing. Exactly, there you go. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, basically, um, it, the story revolves around uh, our character named Ahab, who... Uh, has gone into seclusion after 30 years after he supposedly killed Chris Fuckman the first time around. And uh, the father rapes and murders start up again 30 years later. And so this priest has to go and track him down to the, you know, faraway lands of somewhere in Canada, I think. In Canada. <laughs> And so, yeah, uh, Ahab comes back. He's got, like, a, one eye and an awesome beard. <laughs> He's the Cyclops from Cannibal. He is. He's looking at my eye. <laughs> but, yeah, he and a young priest and uh, a gay prostitute all work together to hunt down and kill uh, Chris Fuckman. Who at one point kidnaps Ahab's sister. No. Yeah, I know. What's her name? I don't remember. Ahab's sister. Interwebs, I shall look. Um, but yeah, so they kidnap <laughs> Ahab's sister, who does not have a name yet. And uh, they, they track down Chris Fuckman. And they kill him. And then it goes kind of, uh, it goes a little bit weird from there. There's some 
twists and stuff. I'm not really sure I should reveal, but this. Yep, that's it. Um, you and your laptops always being faster than my mobile devices. Ha. Chelsea. Or Chelsea, I think it is. Chelsea. Stupid A always makes me think it's a. C, like S E A, like the ocean. Yeah. But yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's Ahab, Father John Sullivan, and Twink are the three that are going after Chris, and his sister is Chelsea. Um, but yeah, so they kill Ahab, and uh, the, like, they don't kill Ahab, they kill Chris Fuckman. And then Ahab is kind of all like, ah, oh, what do I do with my life now? And the the sister just barely survived, and she's in hosp- in the hospital, and and yeah, like I said, I won't ruin the ending, but the uh, the idea like it's kind of like a a celebration of B movies, kind of like Grindhouse was, um, because like they have that pitch perfect like uh, like a uh, really tinny old horror movie music. And uh, there's actually a, a commercial in the middle of it for the uh, the movie that's supposed to be playing after it, which is like a Star Wars ripoff. Oh, that's funny. I like movies that have commercials in the middle. Like, um... Well, I guess it wasn't really a commercial, but The Holy Grail had an intermission. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, at and, the end. And much, <laughs> like, uh, much like Grindhouse, she did have the fake commercials in the middle. Um... You know, the whole thing got a very grindhousey kind of feel, and I think one of the more fun things about it is that this storyline was very ridiculous, but they never hinted at that. They played the whole thing serious, which, you know. But yeah, that's Father's Day. It's a good movie. <clears throat> Anyways. Let's get some infos here. Uh, Father's Day was originally a uh, like a just a fake trailer. The guys at uh, Astron Six they uh, they make a lot of short films. <clears throat> they all like act and there's five guys in Astron Six. I know that's kind of weird, but they all uh, act and do crew work and do all that kind of stuff on all their movies. And their average length is anywhere between 5 minutes and 21 minutes, kind of a thing. <clears throat> and so, Lloyd Kaufman got his hands on one of their shorts. Well, I'm guessing a lot of their shorts, but um, uh, the one short in particular that he was very fond of, and I think it may only have to do with the fact that uh, uh, Lloyd Kaufman's brother, Charlie Kaufman, directed a movie called Mother's Day back in the day. Um, <clears throat> he wanted to do, wanted them to make into a larger feature Father's Day, and uh, so Father's Day was just this fake trailer. You know, it was anywhere from three to five minutes. There's a couple different versions. And so the same thing happened here. Uh, Lloyd Kaufman saw that trailer and he's like, "I'd like to see this into a full-length feature," and he gave them some money to shoot it, shoot it with. And I think it was only like. $10,000. I'm not entirely sure where I got this figure. I've been to a lot of trauma-related stuff the last few weeks or so, and I, that number stuck in my head for some reason. But, <clears throat> so yeah. 
uh, Troma helped finance Father's Day, and it took a good couple of years. Uh, I think it was supposed to be out officially 2011, and it was touring, I think, last year. Theaters here or there and the other. But uh, it finally came to DVD and Blu-ray this most recent Father's Day, which is, I think, was like July. So that is where that lies. And if you can get past the very disturbing nature and find the humor in it, which I always do, I would highly recommend checking out Father's Day by Troma. Um, you're probably not going to run into it at your average store. The Troma store online is probably the best bet. I found it at the festival circuits. Uh, got it at Dragon Con in Atlanta. They also had it just this weekend at horror, the Horror Hound convention that I was at. But yeah, Lloyd Kaufman has been finishing up the return to class of Newcomb High, the fourth movie in the trilogy. Much like, uh, much like with class, of, much like Citizen Toxie, Toxicander Four is supposed to be the best sequel. <sighs> the Toxic Avengers. I think they're doing the same thing with the Class of Newcomb High. Uh, Class of Newcomb High 2 and 3 really were not directed by Lloyd Kaufman, per se. They were kind of... He might have written the basics of the story, but then he handed them to somebody else to flash out. Flash out to flesh out. Anyways. Hello again to our B-Cast friends. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> there were dog and food emergencies... And so Mal left me to my own devices, and I blew things up and stopped things and just made horrible decisions. Things exploded just like they did in They Live. And they also, live. Terror Squad. Terror Squad. Terror Squad was filmed in Kokomo, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And um, it was about terrorists. Of course. And uh, they're just wreaking havoc on Kokomo, Indiana, which is like a five-person town. And there's, like, some smokestacks there, and they knock them over. But they blow up mm -hmm. when they hit the ground. Of course, of things, course. Things that don't, that wouldn't blow up, blow up in that movie. Yeah. They run over an old man with their car. That's not nice. No. But what's not even nicer is that, um, like, all the passersby just kind of stare at him like, are you going to get up? Like, we have terrorists all the time. Yeah. Get up, old man. So, um, this Terror Squad, is it a good movie? <laughs> no, we should watch it. Alright, alright. Um, we, we should watch it. But we did just finish watching They Live. Um, By John Carpenter. John Carpenter, yep. Written, directed, produced, and sound made by John Carpenter. The man was busy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's one of John Com it's kind of John Carpenter's normal kind of fare. It's really quiet a lot of the time, but the music's good. Um, and the basic premise behind They Live is that there are aliens running the planet, and um, people can't tell. There's like a signal that blocks out, like you know, their mind so that. So, so they can't yeah. see the aliens, and they can't see the uh, subliminal messages 
Like, the aliens look like regular people, and they have regular people jobs. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, if I was an alien taking over a planet, why would I be working amongst the living humans? <clears throat> I don't know. It's like they were just trying to assimilate. I feel yeah. bad for them. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they were trying to assimilate, but they, they did do a lot of subliminal stuff, and it is very much hinted at that they had some kind of uh, creepy plans. But no, the, the plans never really were released. They were just kind of like... It just kind of seemed like the aliens were there just to chill, and they didn't want people to bully them into like having to not be able to chill. And so they attacked people that tried to bring down the force field that kept people from seeing them. But other than that, they were just like, yeah, I'm going to go to work. Walk my dog. <laughs> uh, so, of course, um, some some guy with a rockin' mullet. Yeah. Whose name I thought, I think I saw in the credits was Nada. Yeah, his name's Nada. That's a weird name. Um, he comes into town <clears throat> with his backpack full of tools and a sleeping bag. And he's just like, I want to work. Ruddy Piper. Yes, yes. And so, like, he came to work, and he was all, like, noticing stuff. He's like, things seem fishy. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, long story short, he got himself, like, into the mess. He found these glasses that let him see the aliens. And since he could see them, he's all like, Man, you aliens are ugly. And he starts shooting them, pretty much. He's an asshole. Yeah, yeah. He just walks into the bank. The aliens are just doing their weekly banking. He shoots everybody up. Now the army's after him. <laughs> but, you know. <clears throat> so, so honestly, this movie... I think There's is... an epic fight between Nada and Frank. Yeah. Played by Keith David, who does a lot of voice acting in... Video games now. Oh, okay. We talked about him the week Jake was here. Was he in one of the movies we watched? Um, no, but he was talking about, like, he does the voice Call of Duty okay. stuff. Yeah, that's that guy. Wow. Yeah, that's that guy. It's way before he, like, got kind of old creepy looking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, they totally fist fight for a good 10 to 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Over whether or not... Frank is actually going to put on the glasses so he can see what stuff's going on. And the reason Frank is not, you know, playing nice with the Nada is because from the outside to people who don't know about the aliens, Nada just looks like a serial killer. <laughs> um, as a matter of fact, I think that's a whole point to this movie that we've kind of glossed over. I think the movie's supposed to be about a, uh, like a civil war for our planet against an opposing evil alien force. But honestly, I think it's just like, you know, it's a race riot film. They're like, you guys are different. I don't like you. I'm going to shoot you. Because mm-hmm. that's really what happened. I mean, the aliens were pretty chill. Yeah, they weren't like trying to hurt people or anything. They were like, we'll give you a job. Mm-hmm. They did take a lot of jobs from like the lower middle class, though. That's true. They're, they were uh, adding to the the poor. The goobacks. <laughs> the goobacks. <laughs> yeah, the goobacks. 
All right. From South Park. Oh, is this actually something? <laughs> I need to start watching South Park so I get your references. You should. You should watch them all. There was a, an interview with uh, Trey Stone. Trey Parker. Trey Parker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I have so much trouble with this. On the Father's Day DVD, uh, it doesn't really have anything to do with Father's Day. It's just Lloyd Kaufman is friends with Matt's and Trey Parker and <laughs> so every now and then they're like let's interview them because they're our celebrity fan friends and so <laughs> yeah um, but yeah they just talk about random stuff just kind of like us yeah yeah pretty yeah. much so we went to Dragon Con we did and that is why this episode is two weeks late yeah or a week late we, we recorded one, kind of, while driving home. Yeah, but my car kind of doesn't do a very good job at filtering out the outside noise. Yeah, it was, there was a lot of uh, sound, wind, you know. And it's not safe to podcast and drive. No, no, it really isn't. Um, but yeah, we went to Dragon Con and it was amazing. We saw lots of nerds and went to concerts. I saw Billy West. Oh, you did? I did. Um, nice. If you don't know, he's the voice of Fry. And he sounds <laughs> like Fry. Like, for real, that's his real voice. He doesn't nice. do a voice for Fry. Um, so that was cool. And uh, the guy who does Yakko Warner's voice from Animaniacs was also there. Oh, that's cool. His name is Robert Paulson. What? His name is Robert Paulson. That is awesome. <laughs> his name is Robert. Robert Paulson is a voice actor, and he is in everything. He's in Biker Mice from Mars, Batman The Dark Knight Returns Part 1, uh, Ninja Turtles. Um, in 2012, he's Donatello, and in uh, one of the older ones, he was um, somebody else. Hmm. So he, he actually joked about how... In another 50 or so years, he'll go around and do the other two turtles. <laughs> Finish them all up. Yeah. Wow, so much stuff. Everything. I'd like to point out that that Biker Mice from Mars is in pre-production for a later date. So apparently I think it was in the old one, too. That. He's in Cat Dog. Cat Dog? Wow. I actually got a, um, a recording of him doing the Countries song that Yakko did. In Animaniacs. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's like the Mexican hat dance tune, but he names all the countries in the world. Nice. Yeah. And he did it from heart. It was awesome. He just knows the song. If I were um, a voice actor, I would probably just read it off the page, but I would not remember that whole song. That's It was insane. Well, that might be something he's like really famous for, like... Yeah. But who knows? I know it was my favorite thing that the Animaniacs ever did. God, he's in everything. Gargoyles. He was in Biker Mice from Mars, the original TV series. Yep, I figured as much. Freakazoid. Man. The Land Before Time 3. What? He was Spike? Spike didn't have any words. Well, maybe he was the one that made the little. <laughs> I can see that. That's a whole day's worth of stuff. 
I could do that. I'm always making strange sounds. <laughs> he got paid for that. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, he was Raphael in the original Ninja Turtle series, and now he's Donatello. Donatello. And, um, you know, give him 50 more years and he'll do the other two. That's right. That'd be, be pretty awesome. They should just have him do all four at once. Just different inflections in his voice. It's like, I'm a professional voice actor. I know how to do my job. In Night Before Time 2, he was Spike and Chomper, mm-hmm. both of which had no lines. <laughs> so, that's fun. Who's Spike? I thought Spike was the little thing. No, that's Petrie. Spike is the stegosaurus. Okay. The ducky's brother. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I, I remember very little about The Land Before Time. It was the one that when Ducky flew off the uh, off the tree, his little foot was trying to eat the leaves off this like really mm. springy tree, and she was up there, and he let go, and she went, Wah! and landed into a little patch of grass, and there was an egg, mm-hmm. and the egg had been abandoned, and it hatched like right in front of her, and she's like, oh, I'm adopting you as my brother, because your mom abandoned you, and then in one one of the sequels he does say one thing he says ducky and then he doesn't say anything ever again all right ever you know an alarmingly large amount about these movies i do because i had little sisters and my oldest little sister is seven years younger than me nice, nice. so i have seen all of them well, in all fairness, I, yeah, I do remember going over to your house and seeing that you had all of the sequels. I'm like, good lord. <laughs> so Holy crap. The lesson today is that if you want to work in show business... Be a voice actor. Yeah, be a voice actor. They apparently are in everything. There's a website called IWantToBeAVoiceActor.com, and it tells you everything that you ever need to know about being a voice actor. So go there. Exactly. He actually recommended it. What else? Batman and Robin were at Dragon Con, and I guess since they're old, they always had their crap in the morning, so I never got to see it. Yeah. Yeah, so Dragon Con was fun. Uh, I was at Horror Hound weekend yesterday. Horror Hound is a lot of fun. It's a local indie con, because there's a magazine called Horror Hound. I think they're out of indie. But, um, Did you see Jamie Lee Curtis? No, she's not going to be there till November. Oh, November? Yeah. Okay. So, I'm Jamie Lee Curtis. That. Yeah, sure. Uh, there is another one in November, which we're, I plan on going to. And Jamie Lee Curtis is the guest of honor. I guess she does not do horror cons. Ever. Very much. So. Ever. This is the ever. first one she's ever done. And the only one she'll ever go to, unless she changes her mind. Well, you know, then that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah... While I was at Horror Hound yesterday, though, I did run into uh, Joe from Harley Poe, and uh, he says that they may be getting into play at the November show. Very cool. That, yeah, that if you don't awesome. know, Harley Poe is a they're a local band, but they uh, they play song like horror songs. Yeah, they're, they've got kind of like a folk sound, but they make like songs. They're, they're kind of like story songs, and they're reminiscent of, like, the old monster movies. Some of them are kind of, you know, other stuff's kind of like more newer movies, but they've got a song about a man whose girlfriend is a werewolf. 
they've got a song about the exorcist um and you know they've got a song they've got several songs about vampires uh it's just um there's a lot of horror music out there but i really like harley poe i highly recommend them because uh, most of these other bands they might have one good song but that's about it in my opinion they they might be considered filk filk music um maybe but they don't spit they don't stick to any specific show though i mean you know it totally could work but like i think most filk stuff is like songs based on serenity or star trek or stuff like that and like they're all over like different like horror themes rather than specific shows well maybe just like b movies could be any b movie yeah i mean filk music is probably everything that's nerdcore <laughs> fair enough fair enough um filk is something that uh they that, have a Dragon Con. Yeah. And uh, it was a misspelling of folk once upon a time. And the people that were doing it were so geeked about that uh, name, they just kind of kept using it. And to the current date, Filk is any kind of music based on a sci-fi horror or something like that, based on like a TV show or a movie. But yeah, so uh, I highly recommend Harley Poe. Uh they have, if you're in the Indiana area, they have a uh, tour starting next month for their Halloween stuff. They pretty much uh, like to, you know, they like to do stuff for Halloween because they have a horror focus. So they'll have at least one show here, and then they'll be hitting up a couple of states around the area. Um, so you should go out and see them if you get the chance. But, yeah. <clears throat> um let's see what else happened at the Horrorcon yesterday. I ran into the zombie rights campaign people and I was very happy about that. Um the zombie rights campaign is it's kind of a entertaining little group. They make uh pamphlets about zombie rights uh and <clears throat> they pretty much they uh they talk about how zombies are being discriminated against everywhere they go now. And uh, it's really hard to be a zombie because people don't like you. And I don't know. It's it's all really silly and fun. They've got pamphlets about uh, zombie education uh, and zombies in the workforce and all that fun stuff. But where I know them from is they have little zombie bracelets. Those uh, you know those Live Strong bracelets that everybody wears. They have ones that have Zombie Strong on them. And I've been wearing one for the past three years or so, and it's really worn down. So I was happy to see them yesterday, because that way I could buy more bracelets. And I can have zombie strong bracelets that aren't half worn off now. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it was really fun to see them. Um, I got my hands on a great deal of B, well, maybe not necessarily all B-movie film but uh, a lot of horror films. Um, I got a bunch of Troma movies, including the 10th anniversary Tromeo and Juliet Blu-ray. And uh, Tromeo and Juliet is probably one of uh, Troma's more famous films behind the, the Toxic Avenger. It is 
Boyd Kaufman's own retelling of the story of Romeo and Juliet with all kinds of, uh, you know, incest, nipple piercing, and head smashings the way Shakespeare intended it. What, you were talking about your zombie flyers? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I got to rambling on. Um, So, I have caught up on The Walking Dead, like, issue 101. I've read all that. Issue 102 comes out next week-ish, I think. Mm -hmm. And all I have to say is, oh my god. Just oh my god. Just just read it. Way better than the show. Yes. Way better than the show. And, and like, issue 100 made me cry. And I, I still don't even know what to think about it. I need to go back and read through those comics. <clears throat> because, like, I read the first 12 books all at once. And then I had to wait for 13 to come out. Then I waited for 14, 15, 16. And so on. And I go and I pick it up now. I'm not even sure who half the characters are anymore. <laughs> well, they got, like, a different artist over the years, too. So, like, I was actually reading the first ones again. And I was mm-hmm. like, who is that? Oh, that's Rick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looks so different now. Um, but yeah, it's just it's been too long since I've read through them. Um, I'm stuck in the middle of fifteen, I think, and I need to get to sixteen. And I'm guessing that issue one hundred is past sixteen at some point. So yeah, it is. Uh, issue or trade sixteen goes to issue ninety six. Okay. So yeah. So you've started uh, picking up the single issues then? No, I just get them online. Okay. Um, There's this awesome dude who puts them up on YouTube, and he puts them to music. It's pretty cool. That's kind of... He doesn't do a very good job with, like, the first 15 of them. Yeah? Not such a good job. But then he um, (coughs) gets, like, a high-def camera, and he does some awesome stuff. Like, he'll show, like, one panel at a time instead of a whole page at a time, so you you can really see it. That's kind of cool. It's awesome. And, you know, it's I understand not being right for the first couple of times. Yeah. Like all things. Except our podcast was great in the beginning, and now it sucks. <laughs> uh, it's just learning pains. We have we have a roast issue. A roast issue. A roast issue. And we've With had some roast. scheduling issues. Yeah. Darn that Dragon Con getting in the way. And then giving us jet lag, even though we drove. <laughs> I've been jet lagged all week. So, Dragon Con. I got to watch, um, there was a B-movie panel. Mm-hmm. And I got to watch Mega Python versus Gayroid. Mm-hmm. So hilarious. So hilarious. And, like, the whole, the whole panel was just, like, MST3King, the whole thing. Nice. So, if you don't know what that is, it means yell at the screen because it's hilarious. <laughs> um, but it stars... 80s pop star sensation Tiffany. And I talked about this on the car on the way home, but I'm pretty sure that I'm not going to use that part. Yeah. 80s pop star Tiffany is in everything. She is in all of these asylum films made for made for straight for TV sci-fi channel originals. Which those are always the best. Like because they're they're the worst, but <laughs> But you're just you're watching them, and they're like, and you're just thinking, why did they make this? Yeah, it's so bad. So, um, 
basically, like, all these movies are, like, about giant animals that attack the city. And 80s pop star Tiffany was, like, a park ranger for the Everglades. Mm -hmm. And then I think also 80s pop star Debbie was in it. Um, Debbie was in it. I'm not sure if she's 80s pop star. Okay. Okay. um, But she... Okay, Debbie was the blonde girl, and she was all, you know, for the environment. So she went, broke into this lab and released a bunch of snakes into the Everglades. Okay. Burmese pythons do not live in the Everglades. It's (laughs) not their natural habitat. They are there now because people released them there. This is a fact. Interesting. Um... Is because people are like, oh, I'm going to get this python. It'll be a great pet. Oh, my God, it's 20 feet. Let's yeah. let it go in the swamp. <laughs> and they do very well there. And uh, in the movie, they're, like, eating all the alligators. And so so Tiffany, the park ranger, is like, where are all the alligators? What are we going to do? <laughs> and they find out that there are these giant snakes because, you know, they came from a science lab. So they're getting huge. And... Uh, <laughs> And she's like, oh, we need a bigger gator to to counteract the giant pythons that are wreaking havoc in the Everglades. And so she goes to this, like, bodybuilder guy who <laughs> works at a college, and he's like, oh, here's these new steroids that we're working on. And so she gets, like, 50 boxes of these things, fills up some dead chickens with him, throws them out into the Everglades, snakes eat chickens... Gators eat chickens, and so they're getting huge. They're just getting so big that um, they're, like, big as cars at one point. They're, um, like, as big as semi-trucks. The pythons are so big that they can snatch blimps up out of the sky. Awesome. And, <laughs> and they do. They, uh, they snatch a blimp out of the sky, and it, it you know, flies around like a, like a, like, like a balloon. Like a balloon, yeah. And... And the snake's just like... (laughs) (laughs) I'm waving my arm back and forth. You can't see it because this is not a video. Um, Yeah, I I love that premise because when you have a big snake problem, what you really want to do is roid up some crocodiles. (laughs) I mean, that that seems like a solid plan to me. It makes me think a little bit of D-War. Did you ever see D-War? No. It was Dragon Wars, um, but they called it D-War for short because, you know, it seemed more street, I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Like ID4? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, but but now it's Tower of Vernacular. Yay for that. But D-War was pretty much this movie about these two giant snakes fighting. There are dragons, technically, but they didn't actually turn into real dragons until after one of them died. And it was just a horrible movie. But, you know, kind of fun. So, that'll be good. Hopefully, hopefully Walking Dead will be more good. Yeah, I feel like you've got the most conflicted relationship with that show of anybody I've ever met. Because, like, you're all like, I hate it, but it's coming on, and I hope it'll be good. You know, if I was like, I hate it, I wouldn't watch it. And, you know, I don't, I'm not even like that, but I still don't watch it because I'm watching so much other crap. Yeah. No, like, I love the comics so much that I just want it to be good. 
And it doesn't have to be like the comic. It just has to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's a great story, and, you know, I don't care if, like, um, you know, like, they go to the prison, and I don't care if, like, different people die or whatever. I just yeah. want it to be good. Um, I mean, they've already done so much, like, they've killed off characters that are, um, still alive in the comics. Yeah. They've made new characters that aren't even in the comics, and, and I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. It's like, it's kind of a different story. It's alright. Just make it good! Yeah. I feel like I don't connect with any of the characters at all. At all. And, you know, how many times are you going to go to tell Carl to go get back in the house before you teach him how to shoot zombies? Yeah. Like, in the comics, that's like the first thing they do. They're like, Carl, there are zombies. Here's a gun. This is how you use it. Don't fuck up. Yeah, pretty much. Carl. Carl's <laughs> not bad in the comics. Um, also, a uh, bit of an aside... The Walking Dead games on the PS3, 360, and PC by Telltale. They, uh, it's a it's one game, five parts. The first three are out now. Oh yeah, the, I played the first one. It was pretty good. They're all amazing. Like, um, kind of uh, like they make you really feel for the characters, and some of them die, and it kind of really messes you, and it hits you like right there. And that's happened in both, like, episode two and episode three recently for me. Because, like, there's just, like, oh, my God, I can't believe they did that kind of stuff. And it's... So, yeah, there's there's really great stuff attached to The Walking Dead to check out. The comics are amazing. Uh, apparently the show's not that great. Uh, you know, a lot of people like the show. I don't understand why, because there's so much better stuff on TV, like Breaking Bad and Mad Men and The Newsroom and... Holmes on Homes. Did you say Holmes on Homes? Yeah, it's about a guy that renovates uh, homes because he he goes in after somebody like tries to renovate on their own and they fuck up. Better than The Walking Dead. Well, you know. You know, uh, Food Network's Chopped. That's better than The Walking Dead. I disagree. <laughs> I cannot watch TV shows about food. I don't understand why people like that. It's a contest. You have to see who can make the best meal out of these random ingredients that they give you. Uh, like, they're like, here's spaghetti, walnuts, and um, something like off the wall. Like, pink pepper. Who knows? And you have to, like, make the best things. They're like, you have to make a dessert out of udon noodles, plums, and caramel corn. Have at it. No, I think I don't like watching people compete. I feel like it always makes, it brings out the inner douchebag in everybody. And I just hate them all. And I want them all to fail. Yeah. I'm a very odd person. <laughs> so, yeah. <clears throat> But I don't know. Oh, Doctor Who Doctor season Who seven started when we were in a dra- or in Atlanta at DragonCon. It started, so we didn't get to see it. But I uh, watched it online last night. Very awesome. And then, uh, to my luck, as soon as I watched it online, episode two was playing on TV. So I got to watch them both. That's good. Yeah, I, I need to do that soon because uh, you know. 
Mal's gonna keep talking about it. Yeah, and I am. And be like, man. Be like, man, stop spoiling it all. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. No. We don't do that here on the VCast. No, no, we would not. We don't spoil, spoil things unless they're like ten years old. However, I do follow enough Doctor Who stuff that I will keep getting little spoilers and be like, ah, why? <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm gonna try and catch up on that soon. <clears throat> I was all upset in the beginning because like. The pawns are having marital issues. Are always having marital issues? No, like, legit marital issues. I'm going to have to watch this. I, they're, they're supposed to go, though. Like, they have a new companion before this season's even up. Yeah, but this season's only in episode two, so we have a little bit more time with the pawns. I'm sure they'll make a few comebacks because their kid plays a pivotal point in the show. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> She's not that kid? What? <laughs> I like that uh, that River Song cosplay you found, though. Oh, yeah. She's also in the um, the web series with the good-looking doctor. Oh, is she? Yes. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I had a River Song cosplay, but from the first episode she was ever in, so she had that like crazy head thing on. And Yeah. I hated River Song for a long time. Yeah, me too. But then I found out she's awesome. I, I don't think I really found it out. I just kind of kept watching. I'm like, I like her now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'll miss the pawns. They're my favorite. I will, too. I liked... Uh, Amy Pond's probably my favorite companion. I, my second favorite being... Uh, Rory Pond. <laughs> no. Your third favorite being whoever you were going to say second. Um. Yeah, it, that would be... Not Donna, not Rose. Martha? Martha, there you go. Martha was Jones. good. I like Martha. She was good. I liked her. I didn't like Donna at all. Oh, no, Donna was horrible. I don't know why they gave her an entire season. Oh. That one episode that she was in before the start the of that marriage season. marriage one? Oh, my God. That was enough Donna for me. Yeah. I miss Rose. I, f- I cried during that whole Rose thing at the end of her season. I cried a lot watching Doctor Who reading Walking Dead. <laughs> Doctor Who is good. There's a, there's no shame in crying with a, the the amazing amount of awesomeness they s- squeeze into that show. should also check out Sherlock. That's pretty epic. I keep hearing that. And I'm there's only like know. three episodes out right now. Because it's like those crazy British shows. And those seasons. crazy British seasons only making three episodes in a season. Doctor Who has a full season now. Yeah. Um, well, it was a pilot season. So uh, they showed like three episodes. And they're all an hour long. And Doctor Who episodes are only like 40 minutes. Right on. Um, <coughs> but Sherlock's pretty epic. It's um, Sherlock Holmes, but it's in modern times. But it's not like moderned up. Like Sherlock Holmes time traveled to the future and is solving mysteries. Like Scooby-Doo gang. Mm-hmm. It's like if Sherlock Holmes lived in our time now and worked with the police. It's kind of like Law and Order with Sherlock Holmes. Or or it makes me think a little bit of Torchwood. But. Yeah. Except for Torchwood deals with aliens, Sherlock Holmes deals with murders. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. The guy who plays Watson, he's pretty famous. He's in a lot of other stuff. I still haven't seen the second movie. Oh, the movies are pretty good. Yeah, I love the first one. I didn't... Oh! 
Oh, the guy that plays Watson in the new series. His name oh. is Martin Freeman, and he's oh. going to be Bilbo Baggins in well, the new Hobbit movie. More important than that, he is Arthur Dent in The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, he's Arthur Dent in a movie I've never seen. Which, oh, you know, it, it hurts my heart that you don't like The Hitchhiker's Guide because of whatever. Um, because I love it so much. That's just a shame. But yeah, that that guy is awesome. He's in... Uh, He's in Love Actually, he's in Hitchhiker's Guide. He's in Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, and the Office TV series, probably the English one, not the American one. Yeah, I'm guessing as much. Um, but yeah, he's an amazing actor. I like him a lot. So yeah, that's probably all that I need to watch Sherlock. That dude's in it, I'm there. And the other guy, uh, the guy who plays Sherlock, he's an awesome name. If I can, His name is Benedict Cumberbatch. That is like. Amazing. I'm pretty sure it's made up. <laughs> like Engelbert Humperdinck. Yeah. Like, um, watch Eddie Izzard's, um, rant on Engelbert Humperdinck. Yes. Because watch. he thinks that name is made up. What else? Um, we watched Fido. Yeah, we did. That was pretty good. Um, it's kind of like a, uh, a lassie come home for zombies. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, I don't. Well, I have no clue. I've not seen Lassie Come Home. Well, it's not like Lassie Come Home. It's like the regular Lassie series for zombies. Even the little boy is named Timmy. Yeah. 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 Actually, I'm pretty sure that they took a lot from Lassie for that. It's very, uh, very 1950s, like, uh, sitcom family it's Very kind style. of like Stepford Wifeish. Yeah. Yeah. Stepford Wifeish. Um, Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah. Lassie kind of thing. And, and it's all about zombies. It's it's like the zombie rights campaign. They've got uh they've got zombies and they treat them as pets and stuff and they've got these collars that make them not eat people. And you know there's a most people are pretty cool with the zombies, but there's quite there's a couple in the movie that are just like ah zombies blah. And so like, I'm not a zombie person. Mm-hmm. When I die, give me a funeral. Yeah. Put my head in a box. Head coffin. He was, uh, there was the husband in the family that was like that, and it caused a lot of strife between his child and him and his wife and him, and... His wife is Trinity, and he was not the one. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a fun little movie. Um, it's kind of goofy. There's, uh, pet zombies. I'm gonna be honest, I like Fido, but it's by no means one of my favorite ones. If you're going for a good comedy zombie movie, you should go with Shaun of the Dead. Definitely. Fido's kind of like, I'm pretty sure it came out like after Shaun of the Dead or right around the same time. Yeah, yeah. And it, um, at the end of Shaun of the Dead, they have put the zombies to work in meaningless jobs and, uh, internet, why are you broken? Menial labor jobs. Yeah, menial labor jobs. And, um... And in, um... In this movie, they they kind of pick up on that. Like, they've made zombies pets, and... Yeah, it's, it's a pretty, uh... It's pretty much the same. It, it just takes that little concept from Shaun of the Dead and makes it a whole movie, almost. And it's a, it's a serviceable film. It's, it's not bad at all. It's just not, like, something I'm like, Ooh, let's watch this. Speaking of monster movies, uh, Piranha 3D was this fun little, like, 
kind of it was a big budget Hollywood play on those little sci-fi movie of the week things that came out a year or so ago and now they've got the sequel Piranha 3DD uh, and it's out because you can put another dimension on it yeah it's pretty much just a uh, play on the bra size um, but... oh way over my head so you're, you're telling me that you're you're perversion deficient perversion deficient in certain circumstances Fair enough. when I'm not expecting it it goes over my head yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, I'm pretty fluent in perversion, so, um, yeah, I don't have that issue. That, and if you ever watched the tra- trailer, every time the double D part was brought up, it was fo- followed by a girl in a bikini with floppy boobs. Running. Oh. So, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that's out on Blu-ray, and I plan to pick that up. Kevin Smith has a podcast series. And uh, all the time he does these ones where he's live at shows, and he's like, like cursing his head off and doing like interesting, unique curses. And so sometimes we'll have uh, sign language interpreters, and he'll get so fascinated because like uh, he'll have them si- signing stuff like small penis, <laughs> or you know, uh, there's this thing that he always says now, which kind of drives me crazy because it doesn't make any sense. Ear pussy. Ear pussy? Mm-hmm. He says that he's going to put some... Because uh, that's the only way not to get STDs is to have sex in the ear. No, he's just like, uh, you know, shove a little podcast in your ear pussy. It'll be... I don't know. It's... it's I, it doesn't make to your any brain. sense. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> but, but so he'll he just... Uh, he'll be, like, saying this stuff, and he'll get, like, distracted watching the sign language people try and make sense of the stuff that he says, and I want to see a video podcast of that for, like, two hours. That's our show for this week. Sorry, it was terrible. (laughs) Um, We will see you again next week. Thank you for listening.